The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? This, this is the mother this. of all podcasts. Yeah. Check this out. It's the happy hour with the DallasCowboys.com All-Stars. I'm not feeling real comfortable right now with Nate walking around on the stage. There's a lot of movement going on. A lot on. going on. It's a lot of weight. It's like the fun yeah. house at the fair. What's up, Nate? Ain't no help, man. How y'all doing? Good. How you doing? Good. Well, let, let me start it off right this, this week since I screwed it up last week. It's the Dallas Cowboys All-Stars. We got Tiny Jim Dave Hellman to my left. What's up, Dave? Hey, man. How's it going? Going great. Kurt yes, Daniels sir. that I get to see every single day on Hanging with it. the Boys. Of how course. are you? Good. How good, you good. feeling? Good. Nick Eatman, how you doing today, Nick? I'm doing good. I get to see you a lot, too. Yeah, we share an office. So, I actually, this between is, you, Kurt, and Nate, this is, I spend more time with you than I do my family. Good point. Yeah. You don't have a family. <laughs> you don't have a family. Yeah. True. And Nate Newton, maybe arguably the only one that has talent on this stage. Exactly. Oh, no, no. I have a different type of talent. Hey, this is the uh, all-star cast, man. Remember, once we get this thing cranked up, I'm going to want y'all to participate out there and get be a part of this, man. I'm going to come around and ask some questions from as long as you can talk, you can mumble, you can walk, whatever, yes. I got you. So many things to talk about. Right. So many things happened today yeah, with the seriously. trade deadline yep. going down. So many things happened on, I guess, Thursday that we need to get into. Where, where do you guys want to go first? You want to go trades? You want to go coaching changes? You want to go you new receiver? I mean, yeah, you're the host, but, I mean, my God, just in the last, like, three hours, it feels like the entire landscape of the NFC has changed. Yeah, so. let's talk about that a little bit. So we've got some uh, we've got some trades that happened here over the last couple hours. Quite uh, a few. Five really notable ones, um, a couple of them here in the division. Let's start with Golden Tate going from Detroit to Philadelphia as if uh, the, the competition, it looked very winnable. The, yep. the Cowboys made a move to go get Amari Cooper. And then uh, guess Which what? I still like. Yeah, Philly said, not so fast. Let's go get our own receiver. What do you guys – how does that change this division, just picking up that receiver by Philly? Well, Philly was already kind of the favorite coming into this season, and they felt like they were one player away maybe from reaching it again. And so they went out and did what they needed to do. I mean, this comes down to, you know, do you want to buy or do you want to rent? I mean, and that's what that's what the Eagles have done. That's really what maybe Washington did. They they've rented some players that that'll help them this year, and the Cowboys hope that their guy will help this year as well. The difference is, is Amari Cooper's a guy that that should help them down the road a lot longer. He they got more of an investment in him. But as far as you know, as it goes this year, fans don't look at that as much as they see. They got Golden Tate, and they lost a third. The Cowboys get Amari Cooper, and they lost a one. So that's that's the difference, but this is one of those things that's going to be evaluated down the road a little bit. Yeah, I'm I'm curious about this because honestly, I mean, I I don't know that the Eagles were like missing a wide receiver. Alshon Jeffrey's a pretty good player. Zach Ertz is a great tight end. Nelson Aguilar has come on. Their secondary and their offensive line are the things that trouble me. But I guess if you can add more firepower to your offense, go for it. Um, the fun thing for the Eagles, for from their perspective, is. Uh, yeah, it's a rental. Golden Tate's only guaranteed to be with you for eight games. But if he leaves, you'll probably get a comp pick for it. Uh, but, again, he's seven years older than Amari Cooper. So, to Nick's point, uh, it's, it's two different strategies. 
Uh, I think the Eagles can recoup that loss a little bit easier. Uh, but if, if Amari Cooper is the guy the Cowboys think he can be, then this is a totally different situation because this is a building block uh, type of guy that you expect to be around here for the next five, six years. Nate, you like Golden Tate for a third better or Amari Cooper for a one better? For what, uh, for what Golden Tate can bring today, and for what he's been over the last two or three years and, and where the Eagles are at in trying to get back on track, I think this is a great player. I think a guy that you know that can run after catch, a guy that can make big plays down the stretch. He did it for Seattle. He's did it for Detroit. Uh, he's a team first guy. He'll do anything to make the team better. Uh, he's a vocal guy. I love this. I love this pick for what they're doing now. I think what we did with Cooper takes us down the road, not only today, but takes us down the road. So uh, two different scenarios. But, you know, when, you, when I first heard earlier today with Golden Tate got to the Eagles, that's just another weapon for, for Wentz to be able to throw to. It really, I mean, and, and, you know, the last, honestly, I was shooting a TV show when that happened. That blew me away as uh, Washington goes and gets ha-ha Clinton Dix yeah, for a fourth-round pick. I was going to well, bring that up. It, it's just, it's interesting the difference in philosophy because these are obviously, these are go-for-it moves. Uh, you got no guarantee you get anything out of Golden Tate beyond eight games. Same thing goes for Clinton Dix. He's in a, he's in a contract year. Uh, neither one of these guys is guaranteed to be with you for long term. And maybe you get a comp pick out of it. Mm -hmm. But that's not until 2020. Meanwhile, Amari Cooper's locked into the 2019 season. You would like to think that, you know, once he has played 9 to 25 games here, the Cowboys have a good shot to sign him to a long-term deal. Uh, so, obviously, Amari Cooper can help this team right now, but you have to think the Cowboys are thinking long-term with this guy, whereas that is no guarantee with these other moves. So you I'll like be that strategy? It's, I think it's, it's six of one, half a dozen of the other. Because like I said, at the end of the day, I think the Eagles will feel fine about this because they will get a comp pick back more than likely. But if he doesn't help you get where you want to go this year, do you feel like you wasted that draft pick? But, 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 like but the, the Eagles in a different situation yeah, because like the they Cowboys are not a team. They are a team that has been experienced to the Super Bowl, been exposed to the Super Bowl. Their, uh, uh, they, their core uh, pieces are in place. So by going out getting – Another playmaker. That's just add, that's just adding to the riches. Yeah, uh, I mean, I hear you. you know. I just like I said, I, I don't know that receiver is what was holding them back. Um, so it'll be. And to your point, Kurt, I I think that's what makes me feel good about what the Cowboys decided to do is if even you know, let's say that this Cooper thing doesn't hit the ground running in 2018, you still feel good that you can build around him in the coming years. Whereas that's not going to be the case with these other trades. I mean, you're also talking about teams. This is starting to look a lot like baseball before a trade deadline, you have to decide, are you in or are you out for this year? The Giants have obviously decided that they're not in, and, and their record shows that as well. But look at a team like Detroit. Detroit goes in there. They, they lose at home to Seattle. It seems like that, that makes their decision of what, where they want to go for this year. I'm surprised Green Bay. I'm not saying Green Bay's throwing in the towel because they got rid of a safety. Because uh, you know, with Aaron Rodgers, you always have a chance um, unless you, you know, fumble the ball on a kickoff and then you get traded as well yep. yeah. but 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 i'm just saying the cowboys said we're, we're in for this year for sure and so, certain teams are, are going that route and certain teams don't so unfortunately you've already played detroit you don't get that again our division no one is running away mm -hmm. so i understand some of the moves these i mean the eagles got a just as good a chance as the cowboys as the cowboys as the redskins of getting back in this thing nobody is just taking over by the way they play in this division so I respect each one of the moves. Now, I, I'm, I love the Amari deal for now and what it brings tomorrow, but 
The Eagles are trying to take this thing this year again, and the Redskins are trying to position themselves this year to take over this deal. The moves the Cowboys have made have not made you feel like we finna do this thing today. Uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't know about that. I mean, we can talk about the, the other moves that happened yesterday. Um, I, I think that this team, look, they look at it like we're close. We're right there. We've lost a couple of games, lost a couple of games close. Let's get back to the things that we can do. Let's let Amari Cooper come in here and, and, and go deep a little bit, stretch things out a little bit. And also, let's go back to the things they know on the offensive line. They tried an experiment with Paul Alexander. It did not work out to the point where they did a move that is very rare around here in letting go assistance in the middle of a season like that. So, you know, we'll see what that change does. But we talk about this a lot on our show. This team, you give them a touchdown more a game, how different are things? Give me a few more first downs a game. That's how close this team is. Can a Cooper do that? Can a new strategy on the O-line do that? We'll see. We'll get get into the uh, the Alexander thing in a little bit. A couple other moves that were made made around the league here today. Demarius Thomas going to Houston. Ty Montgomery after what happened to him the other night going to Baltimore. Dante Fowler going to already a pretty stacked top five pick going to a line that already has Ndamukong Sue and Aaron Donald. Right. That's scary and not too bad on offense either. And then HaHa Clinton Dix going from uh, Green Bay to Washington. Let's go. Let's go around each one of you guys just to kind of, kind of set up where we're at in the season, kind of the midway point coming off the bye week. Normally we do this. We go around and and I'll let you guys give me a minute of what you think about the last game. But let's kind of go around the horn and, and each one of you give me a minute on how you feel about this team now with with. You know, what they did with Cooper, what they kind of did with Alexander, how you felt, how you feel now, and how you kind of feel going into the, the second half of the season. Dave, you, you start off. One minute. Uh, I mean, I've, we haven't seen a game since the last time we did this, so I feel the same, but I feel optimistic that it can be better. Um, I think there's plenty of reason to believe that Amari Cooper, you know, this passing game is not suddenly going to be one of the best five in the NFL. Let's not kid ourselves, but it can be better. And to Nick's point, it doesn't need to be a ton better. Same thing, fixing the offensive line, maybe going back to the technique that they used in 16 and 17 can help them protect Dak better. You're only a handful of plays away from being functional, and you only need to be functional to win when you're only allowing 17 points a game. So... I'm not sold. I got to see it on the field, but I'm at least optimistic that we will see a better-looking offense. Uh, you know, when they finally play Tennessee. Kurt, you got a minute. Yes, sir. Well, actually, can you talk for more than 20 can seconds? Can you shut up for more than 20 <laughs> seconds? <Hey. laughs> yes, sir. I like it. I like it. Um, you know, we talked on our show about we we still don't know what this team is. You know, from a, especially from an offensive standpoint, it's just been, you know, they've struggled on the road they've been well at home and what do they got here and i still don't think we know um i think the offensive line move may the coaching change may pay off a bigger dividend right away than the than the uh than cooper deal just because you've got to free up you know there's more involved you built you built this team around your offensive line and they just haven't been up to snuff so far so you would hope that going back to i guess what they did before that that's an easier change that they can uh um find whatever mojo they've been missing and, and get back to doing what they've been doing, which is, you know, manhandling people. <laughs> Nick, what well do you said. think? You know, I mean, that is well said. And, and, and I think the, the self-diagnosis here is, is important. And, and we talked about this earlier. I think it was Dave's point. I'm going to steal it. It's very true. You know, they told us that they didn't need a number one receiver. Seven games later, they went and traded for a number one receiver. They, they, they've kind of made it 
clear that this offensive line is great and it can just kind of work and, and throw them out there and they're fine. Well, no, that's not the case, and they showed that seven games into the season. So there's a willingness to get better. There's a willingness to make some change, and and as easy as that sounds, it doesn't always happen with with coaches, and the coaches are stubborn. They're they're set in their ways sometimes. This team's not set in their ways right now. They're willing to make some changes. I think you got to appreciate that. Like all of y'all have said, we'll we'll wait and see what what happens, but I don't think they need to be a lot better. They need to to be functional in the offense, uh, get down the field, a little bit more and let your best player go make plays he was a non-factor in the last game we're talking about Zeke Big Nate what you think you know I I just really believe that you know we we started this thing two years ago and we we thought we were set but we gave away all our DBs and brought in some fresh DBs then we gave away our wide receivers are we whatever circumstance our wide receivers change now we not only changed our DBs from last year, not only got three new route receivers, a new offensive lineman for us, a left guard and a new uh, center. We got a new offensive line coach. We got a new DB coach. We got a new wide receiver coach. And we expect for all this to work. Well, guess what? We done fired the offensive line coach and got another one. And we expect for it to work. Okay, my man here says, and I'm talking about Nick says, it's only going to take just a little bit more to get it done. But the NFC Redskins is a little bit like two games ahead of us. And they have gotten better. On, on, on Clinton, what, ha-ha dicks? Uh-huh. So my, my issue right now is not only do you have to change, but you have to change in a hurry. I mean, starting this yeah. game. We can't, we can't have, once again, Hey, we're going to work in Amari. We gonna, it's going to take us three games to get the offensive line going. It don't work that way, man. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm gone, hey, man. You're, you're 22 yeah. seconds over. <laughs> I, I'm gone, Nate's got man. a lot you're to gone? say, hang, yeah, on, yeah. Hang, on before you get, hang on before you get out of here. I got one more thing before we get yeah, a break. because this thing is bigger than – No, I said I got one more thing. Okay. Hey. Not you. I got one more thing. <laughs> okay, you keep got it, one more. Keep it on the road. <laughs> keep it on the road, Shannon. I got one question before – by the way, if you're out in the area, this is a really cool setup. We've got inflatables on the field. We're in Ford Center. Um, the wind's blowing out here, so they moved everything inside. We've got uh, Dak and Zeke coming up on deck after us, and then they're showing a movie, Coco, in Ford Center after this. This is a really cool deal. So if you're in the area, it's already 8,000 people here. I thought I mean, it was 200. nine. I'm I thought sorry. it was 9,000. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, before we go to break, real quick, should you be encouraged that this that this ownership and, and coaching staff is willing to make moves and not just stand pat and realize that things aren't okay? Let's don't spend a lot of time on it because I want to. There's so many things to get into. Or are you discouraged because, like you, some of you guys have said, you went into the season thinking you would be good with all. Hey, we're good like we are, and now all of a sudden we're blowing this thing up a little bit halfway through the season. Are you more encouraged or discouraged? It's a double-edged sword. I mean, yeah, you talk. You know, Paul Alexander coaches a different technique than than what we're used to, and so. Why did you think that was going to work in the in the off season? And you know, Nick and I have said, you know, even going back to March and, and February, there were guys on this team that had misgivings about that. So, why did you have that confidence in the first place? Why did you need to see seven bad games to think maybe we do need Amen. a better wide receiver? So, but having said that, I at least have to give them credit for recognizing that it's not working and not just banging their head against the walls for nine more weeks watching the same stuff over and over again. So, yeah. You know, it, it's discouraging that I got to this point, but at least they're trying to fix it. 
Yeah, and, and, and you know, we were talking about it. It's easy to look at the Golden Tate for a third and Amari Cooper for a one. And, oh, my God, the Cowboys, you know, what did they give up? That, that was market value. That's what the market value was for Amari mm-hmm. Cooper. There was other teams that with, with the same record as the Cowboys that were offering a first-round pick. There was about five teams offering a second-round pick. They wanted the 24-year-old wide receiver to get in here and, and, and to see what could happen this year and also have him for the future. They're trying to help. Dak. They're also trying to help the coaching staff and say, Let, let's give you some help right now. So, you know, I, I think that that's, you know, I hope that's what everyone else is, you know, feels not, like. Not I, Nate. Well, that's okay. <laughs> Nate's got a mic. I mean, I mean. Jump in there, Nate. <laughs> you, you know. That, that's my point. You, that's you, you, yeah. you, and I, and I, this is my main, this is what I maintain, and, and I'll stick to it. When you have less players, and what I mean, when you have no playmakers, that's when your coaches should be their best at creating and helping a player. Now all you got to do is get the ball to Amari because what he going to do is make every team be honest. Amari's going to get the number one corner. And as we go down to the second receiver, third receiver, by the time we get to Cole Beasley, we may have a linebacker or a safety trying to stick him, and we know that ain't going to work. All you got to do is get the ball to Amari, and all you got to do is catch it, and this thing balances out. So what was the <laughs> reaction for? Like, huh? What was the reaction for just now? Like, what, what was different than what I just said? No, no, I didn't say that. I, just oh. tried, I was going off the uh. stage, and this dude called me back. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I got you. Happy right. hours. Are you, are you, you going to get some fan questions, right? Yeah, I'm going to get some fan questions because me and Nick about to go at it, and I don't think he'll win. <laughs> I don't think Ooh. so. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't think he'll win. Kurt, before we take it to break, Nick's going to – I mean, Nate's going to go get us some questions from yeah. some fans. You optimistic, pessimistic? What do you I'm, think? I'm optimistic. I have to admit I'm a little disappointed in, like um, Dave was saying, that what happened this offseason. I mean, I almost feel in some ways Garrett was set up to fail with the number of coaching changes that were made. I mean that's just huh. a tough that's just tough to overcome. You that's you change out everybody pretty much except the offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator. I mean that's a lot. And then you you know what you try to do with receivers didn't work. How many your free agents have come in? How many have made a huge impact there? I mean they've been good some good role players, but I mean I don't know. It, at this point, I think you have to be a little disappointed because they are having to make moves. Yeah. That said, I am encouraged. I mean. I'm excited to have Cooper. I, I feel like we've got next year's number one pick now. Already, and, and yeah. And can use him. So yeah. I, I think that's a great move. Obviously, Alexander wasn't working out. Why stick with him if, you yeah. know, if the players aren't responding? So and, it's encouraging that regard. Yeah. And from a fan perspective, you, you at least have to appreciate, hey, we're not – they're not standing path. They're not just halfway through the season. Go well. Let's focus right. on next but, year. Let's try to go. But make something the pressure happen. is on big time because if you don't win and you struggle, the one thing about 2015, the more they kept losing, the more you're like, well, they're going to get a great pick. The more if you lose here and you struggle and you don't have that pick to hang your hat on, mm, that good point. And, and knowing that Cooper's here and not really helping you to that point, then That's, it is a little bit time pressure. He'll help pressure. you in the future. He'll we help you in the future, but but for right now, there's there's pressure to win right now. We yeah. have had a long time to talk about this trade without watching Amari One, Cooper play football. <laughs> Which, but I mean, <laughs> so ready. Starting not only so ready, but like positive and negative. Starting Monday, you're going to start being able Let's to go. evaluate this based on what's happening on the field. I'm and ready. If the results aren't there. It's not going to be pretty for anybody. It is not. But if they are there, it's going to be a lot of fun, and there's yeah. going to be a lot of hope. So, And it'll be totally worth it for at least another week. So let's take a quick break. When we come back, Nate's got the wireless. We're going to get some fan questions. And we're going to get into all kind of other things. Come see us. We're out here at the Star. We're in Ford Center. We're having fun. It's a happy hour.
If you're like me and you love... I mean, if you have a... ...thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract, just... Get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVnow.com. DirecTV Now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, we use monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 unless canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel any time. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. It's time for tailgating with the OtterBox boys. The OtterBox that builds those crazy protective phone cases? Yup. And now they're changing the side dish game with the OtterBox Trooper Soft Cooler. Lightweight, mobile, and leak-proof. Trooper is perfect for blitzing a crowded parking lot with a Frito pie. Amazing. Hey, you think I could fit my seven-layer salmon salad into the Trooper cooler? Yep, but please don't. And that's been Tailgating with the OtterBox Boys. Learn more about the Trooper soft coolers at OtterBox.com. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the Internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. Essilor has been helping Cowboys fans see better since 1972 so they don't miss a moment on the field. Get glasses with Essilor's best vision, clarity, and protection with the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package. Three innovative technologies in one lens. For a limited time, you can double your lenses for free when you purchase the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package and get a second pair of frames. Find a participating eye care professional and details by visiting EssilorUSA.com. That's EssilorUSA.com. Terms and conditions apply. Back, back to the happy hour. Yeah, check this out. With the DallasCowboys.com All-Stars. We are back, Ford Center at the Star. The Cowboys are playing Monday Night Football. You are so excited. You're so excited <laughs> when you come into a segment. I, I appreciate it. You're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. How could I not be excited? I'm on a show with you, Dave. Wow. And Nick. Flattering. And Kurt. Yeah. And Nate. And all these fine people that came out here to not, let's be honest, see us. Look at no. To come see <laughs> Dak and see. Yeah, we, yeah, we appreciate you. Lovely ladies we, out here confirming it. She's saying no, we just, no way. Yeah, we just happened to, to show up before Derek, they come on. So. Derek Eagleton almost got hit by a ball. He did. That would have been amazing. Rowdy throwing the ball around. Oh, Rowdy. can you imagine getting hit in the face by Rowdy? Wow. <laughs> wow. Here it comes. And here, it comes. here it comes Rowdy. You can still get tickets to Monday night's game, Monday, November the 5th, when the Cowboys take on the Titans. Don't miss your chance to see the Cowboys live at AT&T Stadium. Tickets are on sale now at DallasCowboys.com. And Nate is on standby. Who you got over there, Nate? I got Mr. Lyons uh, from Plano, and he has a question that uh, swirls around the receivers. Ooh. Okay, yeah, one of my questions is, if the Dallas Cowboys knew that Dez Bryant was not going to be with the Cowboys, didn't understand that Jason Witten was going to retire, 
you knew you would need a receiver in the first round. And everybody can clearly see the top receiver in the NFL now, if you look out on Sunday, play for the Atlanta Falcons, is Ripley. This guy's turned the NFL up. If you would have picked him up with your number one at 18, we wouldn't even be looking at receivers now like Amari Cooper. Disagree. Mm. I, I disagree. I, I, don't think, I don't think that's the case. Um, I think this passing game is, is, is built differently. I think the Falcons' offense is differently. And, and if Ridley was here, uh, he would, would be probably the, the best receiver on the team. That is certainly not the case with the Falcons. Uh, so I, I think he's in a good situation, and he's doing some, some, some nice things. But I don't think that offense is built the same. So uh, You don't I, have Matt Ryan throwing to him. You know, based off this event, I was going to let you say that, but <laughs> that's go, true, Kurt? though. Sorry. No, but that's Sorry. true. That, that, that's true, and I think you know what Dak would be the first one to tell you he's not. He's not there. He's not winning the MVP. He's not at the Super Bowl right now. He's not there yet in the passing game mm-hmm. as, as a as a passer. So I, I just think it's different. I don't know if necessarily Ridley would have come in and done the exact same thing. It's we'll see. To- we'll find out because they're asking. Amari to do some. It's some hard great to things. criticize. My last drafting. question: What Sorry. makes Amari Cooper the man? That, that is, well, that, that's fair. I mean, that, that's certainly fair. The, the, what you said, though, here's, here's what's unique about that. They're about eight months apart in age, and one of them has had two Pro Bowl years and you know, a thousand-yard season, so he's a little bit more proven and still young. Uh, that's, that's the difference there. But, but fair question. It really is because you, they saw that. But, okay, but who's to say they don't go and try to trade for a young linebacker? Because they needed a linebacker. I say, can you second guess drafting Vanderish, especially with Sean that's, Lee getting hurt? I think that, and and you're you're absolutely right. Calvin Ridley's playing great. He's in a good situation, but he looks he looks like a stud. Um, DJ Moore, for that matter, had a 90 yard day for the Panthers the other day. Another guy the Cowboys could have drafted, but Leighton Vanderish is leading this team in tackles. He's averaging eight per game as a rookie. I think he's a big part of the reason why this defense can function without Sean Lee. Um, so I can't kill him for that pick. And and also Dave did a, a story on the site that's up right now. They kind of re-ranked the top ten first-round draft picks uh, that that were that were picked this year. Ridley was up there high, right? He, he was. Uh, but, I mean, it, but Vander Esch is as well, and he yeah. was picked 19. So oh. I mean, they're both they're both having that's really good years. The joy of the draft is there's any number of ways it can play out. I think it probably would have been good either way. I can't knock him for that. And then it, you know. The, the Cooper thing's a gamble. That's what trades are. We'll see, you know, is he going to be the two-time Pro Bowler or is he going to be the guy whose numbers have slipped over the last two years? And only time's going to tell. Not only the joy of the draft, but the joy of sports in general is you didn't take this guy because you took that guy. Well, all these dominoes fell a certain way because things played out back during the season last year. And you're right. I don't, you can't knock the Vander Esch, you know, pick because you needed that. You know, if you would have taken Ridley, there would have been something else wrong that you would have said, hey, you know, maybe you should have gotten this guy. So that's what makes sports so great. Is They, they really wanted every, Paxton Lynch, and to, you know. <laughs> there you they go. really wanted him. Two, they wouldn't have drafted uh, back right. in the fourth round. <laughs> Calvin Ridley, I don't believe, has started a game yet in the NFL, and that just speaks to the embarrassment of riches that the, the Falcons have. I mean, they got an MVP quarterback. Uh, I know Devonta Freeman is hurt, but they got two stud running backs. They got Julio. They have Mohamed Sanu, who's arguably a top five, number two receiver in the league right now. So Calvin Ridley's in a great spot. And hopefully, I, in a couple of years, we'll be talking about Michael Gallup. Absolutely. Being, uh, you and know, but you know, great deal the Cowboys did there. Michael Gallup has been a guy. You know, he's he's come on in the last couple of weeks, but he has not looked like a guy who was ready to step in and be a starting wide receiver it, from the get. And I wonder. 
if Calvin Ridley was the best receiver on his roster instead of the third best receiver, I wonder if he would be doing quite as well. Obviously, we'll never know, but it's at least wondering. And about. if you're Atlanta and we're all on a, a podcast in Atlanta and you are talking about that kind of talent and your team is still three and four, can you imagine how frustrated you are as a fan of that team? Hey, Probably wishing you had a linebacker. It's a strange lady. There you go. There you go. It's a strange lady. The Nate, NFL. what you got out there? I got. I, I've been asked to uh, make an announcement on y'all's time. Okay. Anybody that be wants good. an autograph from Dak or Zeke will have to line up over here. The young man is giving out tickets. There you well, go. He will stop oh. giving out tickets what? at five o'clock. What happened right. to this place? Yeah, it's just, it's, it's yeah, the, the building just it's leaned. Leaning. Leaning. Oh, man. Now, but I do. I do have a a guy here. Juan from uh, Wiley, he has a, a pretty good question right. about that tight end. Hey, Juan, how are you? Hello, how's it going? Great, hey. man. So I had a quick question over, uh, about the tight end situation. I know you all have uh, like four uh, tight ends on the roster that are doing a decent or a good job. Okay. I was wondering, since you uh, traded for a receiver, why also didn't you acquire a tight end or trade for a tight end? Not a bad question. Yeah. What do you guys think? I think my you're, you're honestly, being really nice. I mean, <laughs> first of all, I mean, yeah, you're the to this point. You know, I love Jeff Swaim. I think he's done a solid job. But uh, nobody is forgetting about Jason Witten based on the way these tight ends have played. And I certainly think when the draft rolls around, it'll be need number one, or it's certainly one of the two or three biggest needs on this team. But the thing is. The, the Cowboys love to draft. Like, we've seen that over the last six years. I, mean, we're, we're, I don't want to speak for people, but we were all pretty shocked that they were even willing to trade for Amari Cooper, right? Yeah, yeah. That is how much value they put on their draft picks. So they've already gotten rid of one of those for a wide receiver, and I just I can't imagine them limiting themselves any more in the draft by doing a trade like that. Yeah, what they could get for what they'd have, you know, a late-round pick. I mean, would that right. guy be any better than what they have now? Exactly. I'm sure that they looked. I'm sure that they, they were looking to see what was out there available, but it just didn't work out for a trade. Like in the 2019 draft, I think like a good pick would be the tight end from Iowa. Fant? Yeah, he's a good player. Where Absolutely. is he, he going to rate, you know, fall? Second? I mean, I you never know with tight ends. When I mean, you get to the second round. It's, it, hey, it's hard to say because, uh, what, Dallas Goddard, the, the, the guy the Eagles wound up with, he was widely considered the best tight end in that class, and, and he went in the 40s. So tight end is a hard position to evaluate, especially in this day and age where college teams don't use them to block that often. So, which, honestly, we're getting way ahead of ourselves. I, me, personally, I don't even want to draft a tight end. I want to sign one in free agency. I'm with you. I'm not trying to get a guy to learn on the run like, we, you know, like Michael Gallup or like a wide receiver. I'd rather pay a little bit more money for a veteran who knows how the NFL game works. Dave, but, can I ask a, a, a probably obvious question? Is the production you're getting from our tight end as a group that much worse than what Witten would have given you at age 38 or whatever? Probably Probably, I think it's a little more consistent. Uh, I just think of uh, the play, you know, Blake Jarwin especially. I hate to kill the guy, but I can think of. Oh, don't worry. Kurt already killed him today on our show. (laughs) I got an interview with him. He, you know, Jason Garrett loves to say it's not too big for him. He loves to say that about young players, but it has looked too big for Blake Jarwin at times this year. Jeff Jeff Swaim has been solid. Um, and, and honestly, I admire the work that he does as a blocker. I think, you know, I don't think the drop-off has been that significant in that regard. 
but it the it hasn't been as consistent in the passing game. No, I mean I think when you look at that position, you, you're you're starting backwards and going f- forward. I mean you've got your backups here. I think Swain would be a really good too. I, I'd like to see the the progression out of uh, Rico. I still don't think you have that that one tight end though. That's like when he's on the field, maybe you're passing, maybe you're running. Because he's he's a dual tight end. Could, and the best tight end in the building Monday night's going to be well, wearing what, a suit. Well, what, well, what, to answer, <laughs> That's true. Because Delaney Delaney, yeah, Delaney Walker too. Yeah. So <laughs> to answer your question, just trust. He trusts uh, Witten well, more so than he, these guys yeah. here. And could could, true. could Swain be a solid number one? He, he's done pretty much everything they've asked him. He's he stepped up his receptions this year. He, we all know he's he's yeah. really good in the in the run game blocking. I mean, is it just that they haven't incorporated him enough? Could he be that? I don't, know how, one. I don't know how much else you want to incorporate him because he's played like 94% of the snaps this year. I mean, it's not like he's not getting on the field. Uh, I just think, yeah, I mean, trust is an issue. Versatility is probably an issue. I definitely I don't think Jeff Swaim is a bad player. Depending on the price, he's in a contract year. He's a 2015 draft pick. I would definitely try to bring him back the way they did with James Hanna a couple yeah. years ago. Yeah. It just depends on how it shakes Nate, out. Nate, you got somebody new? Oh, no, it's still the guy I, from I Wiley. I say thank you for your time. And your yeah. Time. Hey, you're no welcome, worries. man. Thank you. Thank you for coming out. Wow. We appreciate it, man. Trying Good question. Trying to be question. mean to the guy. I, I wasn't trying to how be mean. How you feel about that? Yeah, you I wasn't were. trying to yeah, be you mean. Were. Yes, you were. Not. You're like, you got somebody else? Get I'm this guy out of here. The only person in this building I'm mean to is Kurt. Yeah. Well, thanks. It's fair. I'm so glad I'm here. Me too, Kurt. <laughs> Glad you showed up. But real quick, you know, we're talking about Swain. Mm-hmm. Um, from an injury standpoint, I mean, he, he was banged up pretty good in that, in that Washington game. I, I think it's going to be uh, 50-50 whether or not he plays in this one. But, but you yeah. find out a lot about what's going on based off of – I mean, they do have four tight ends, so they're not going to go sign a tight end if he's, if he's banged up, I think. But – um, we'll Don't they got to let these guys play? Let them find out what they got? Yeah, who, wh- who, Man, is, your, who is your number two? On whose watch? That's, gonna, that's I mean, easy to say. It's easy to say yeah. unless you're the one of the, you know, you're the, like, the hey, coach. we got to win. Dalton yeah. Schultz, go chip Harold Landry and keep Dak on his on his feet, please. And then who the hell I, knows what's going to happen? I don't, I don't <laughs> how, know. How does that, that if, if just say hypothetically, Swain can't make this next game? What does that look like? What does the tight end position look like? Who's I, getting the majority of those snaps? I question. think Rico gathers starts. Do you? Yes. Really? The yes. Rico project finally maybe. Okay, let's see what Who's we got. Who's your best blocker? It's a great question. No, I think seriously. it's him. Do you? Who makes more plays down the field? I think it's him. I mean. Who's the one guy that really scares you at that position being able to catch the ball? Scare? What? Could scare you, yes. Have you watched this team? I have seen him make plays <laughs> down the field. I have not seen I thought you these were other guys to get make all plays the down the field. I mean, no, no, he's no. got some <laughs> shortcomings there, too. But, uh, I mean, yeah. I, but they all do. They all do. And that's one of the reasons why he, he stayed on the team is because nobody really separated. And it's a position of, you know, together I think they have a great – they'd be a great tight end. But I, they all do their own thing. Now, Schultz did make a few plays in, at the end of that Redskin game. and um, Yeah, Rico, what, what game was it where Rico had his catch? Was it Houston? Houston, and, yeah. And then Jacksonville. And they, have, they have done a good job of scheming things catches, for these Dave. guys. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm Dave. sorry. And he had that awesome <laughs> catch in the Hall of Fame game. Like, oh, cool. Now we're talking years about it. <laughs> yeah, I've seen him do it, Dave. Awesome. Nate, cool. got, a, got another question for us? Yes, I got Miss Nita here. From Frisco, she has a question about the greatness of uh, Jason Garrett. Yeah, I think Jason Garrett is an awesome coach. I just was wondering if you compared his strategy of and plays to previous Cowboy coaches. Who is he the closest to? Mm. 
Mm. Nick, you're the historian. Nick is our historian. Nick is our historian. I'm 29. Com- com- <laughs> compare him. Well, I mean, you could say Chan Gailey. Chan Gailey was an offensive guy. He came in here and, and he, I mean, he went to the play. Now he went to the playoffs his two years that was that was there. And I think Chan Gailey is a reason why Jason Garrett has been here as long as he has because uh, Jerry has come back and said that he regrets that move to let him go after two seasons of making the playoffs two straight years, and, and he regrets that. So I think he's had a little bit longer leash to try to develop some, some uh, um, you know, rapport with the staff and the, and, the, and the scouting department and all that kind of stuff. So if, if we're going to have to just compare, I think it, it would be maybe Chan. Hmm. That's awesome. Uh, I think he's a great coach. Uh, he's, his strategies seem to be right on, especially on fourth downs, uh, whether to still go for it or not, and I'm glad he's a coach. Okay. All right. Thank you, Ms. Needham. Thank you. That, that opinion isn't shared by everyone. We know that. I mean, we, we know that, that a lot of people are, are probably thinking, I, I don't agree with that, and, and that's, that's the case. I mean, it's, it's been 50-50, and that's looking at the, at the record. He's been a little bit over that. Um, but but I, I would imagine that just about every team in the league that doesn't win games, they, they feel like the, the game wasn't managed right by the coach. I mean, that's, that's normal. The thing about it, what people don't realize is when they win games, it's managed pretty well. But no one th- talks about that. The guy just made the field goal. They just went 70 yards. He made the field goal. They managed it right. No one really talks about that until it's not managed right. right? So how much the heat is turned up now that they've made these moves? I think it's big time. I mean, I, they, they, Jerry's making these moves to try to help the quarterback, try to help the head coach, try to help the staff. Let's try to, you know, I'm going all in here. I mean, the it's, chips are at the table. Let's go. Not only that, but the NFC East is not great this year. Um, and they all tried to get better, ex- except for the Giants, yeah. who's trying to get worse. Which, I mean, yeah, you're <laughs> to get better next year. Right. You're what? You're you're a game and a half or two games behind Washington, two and games. you still get to play them. I mean, play, yeah, play, it's all out there in front of you. Play the Eagles twice. If it doesn't work out, it'll be interesting to see. Will be interesting happens. to see. Oh, McFadden. I got Julio from Dallas. Oh. He what? has a question that. A lot of fans are wondering. All right. All right, gentlemen. Yes, sir. If you keep bringing A-star players, you know, first-round picks, um, you had Witten for 15 years, you got Romo, you have a Class A line, but you still have the same coordinator, offense, same head coach, and you still finish 8-8 eight and eight after eight years with two playoff uh, visits, I mean, what's the problem? I see the problems being on top. Kurt, what's the problem? <laughs> oh, sure. Thanks, Shannon. Throw that to me. I'm well, I mean, to... obviously, we just said that Garrett's under a lot of heat, and I don't know if it's the – obviously, he... Mr. Jones likes him. He, 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 they worked well together. He's, I think, from Monday to Saturday, he's been outstanding and keeping the – guys in line you know motivated he hasn't lost a team anything like that he's just he's gained criticism come sunday and to nick's point i think that that mr jones has lived this before and like you said he he regrets that decision and he's giving coach garrett every opportunity to win because he wants him to be successful remember, so yeah and, and remember that most most coaching searches it starts at the top you get a head coach and then you get your coordinators 
Didn't happen like that in 2007. They got Jason Garrett. He wanted Jason Garrett to be the head coach of this team. He wasn't ready in 07, but he f- felt like he would be eventually. And so he, you know, he wants to win, but like most people, he wants to win his way. And he's been trying. He's been trying to, to do this, and, and, and he said you know, he's been very patient. And, and that's not hard for anyone to do at any age, especially when, as, as Jerry talks about, he knows that you know, it's getting, he's getting up there, of course. He wants to win now, and he still feels like Jason Garrett is that guy, but he's given him all the resources here this year to try to do it. I agree with you, but as a fan and paying you know, season ticket prices, it's kind of hard to keep going back and see the same yeah. BS on the field. Okay. <laughs> I'm didn't sorry. Know, I know you're going. You know, and this is the first time versus – Brad uh, Cham is a great announcer, by uh, the way. As really. the Houston game, I saw – Jerry, for the first time in eight years, um, criticized the fourth and one play. Yeah. yeah. And that's the first time I've seen him do that. I, it's, it, it's, um, it's like a perfect storm. It really is. I was thinking about this because, you know, you know, the Cowboys changed their, their offensive line coach, Paul Alexander, and every, every Twitter warrior in the world wants to say, well, our, well, you can fire him, but you can't fire Jason Garrett. Find me the NFL team that's going to make a head coaching change from a guy who has a career-winning record when he's one game below 500. Like, those types of knee-jerk reactions just don't happen. And it's, it's the same thing with Jason Garrett's career. You can criticize it or agree with it. I don't really care. But there hasn't been the obvious moment where, you, like, you know, the, the Wade Phillips game. Team I, gave you, up on you it. lose by 38 points to Green Bay to drop to 1-7. and seven. Where, where has that moment been for the Dallas Cowboys? Jason Garrett has finished either at or above 500 Every year he's been here, with one notable exception, when his quarterback died in week two. And, uh, and it's, it, to your point, it's frustrating. As a fan, it's frustrating. I'm, ownership, it's frustrating. Yeah. You Which, see it over and over. But it, and I'm, I, can hear, I can hear the snarky remarks already. Like, I'm not saying you should be content with mediocrity. I get that. But, you, you know, to go back to Nick's point from earlier in the show, Jerry Jones might have regretted pulling the plug on Chan Gailey because two playoff appearances wasn't good enough. Well, the Cowboys have been on the cusp of accomplishing what they want to accomplish several times with Jason Garrett, and it just creates the debate of whether you start over and maybe find something worse or you just plug away. Obviously, fans don't want the Cowboys to keep plugging away. Jerry Jones hasn't seen enough to change his mind. Let's get into the coaching change. We haven't really touched on that yet, so let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll wrap it up, but I want to get your thoughts on why, why now, and do you think it's going to make a difference, and how long is that difference going to, going to take to, to translate to the field? Uh, we'll be right back. You still with us, Nate? I'm with you. All right, man. Grab us some more questions. We will be right back on Happy Hour. If you're like me and you love... I mean, if you have a... ...thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract. Just... Get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit directtvnow.com. DirecTV now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, we use monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 unless canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel any time. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. It's time for tailgating with the OtterBox boys. The OtterBox that builds those crazy protective phone cases? Yup. And now they're changing the side dish game with the OtterBox Trooper Soft Cooler. Lightweight, mobile, and leak-proof. 
Trooper is perfect for blitzing a crowded parking lot with a Frito pie. Amazing. Hey, you think I could fit my seven-layer salmon salad into the Trooper cooler? Yep, but please don't. And that's been Tailgating with the OtterBox Boys. Learn more about the Trooper soft coolers at otterbox.com. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the Internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. Essilor has been helping Cowboys fans see better since 1972 so they don't miss a moment on the field. Get glasses with Essilor's best vision, clarity, and protection with the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package. Three innovative technologies in one lens. For a limited time, you can double your lenses for free when you purchase the Essilor Ultimate Ultimate Lens Package and get a second pair of frames. Find a participating eye care professional and details by visiting EssilorUSA.com. That's EssilorUSA.com. Terms and conditions apply. Back, back to the happy hour. Yeah, check this out. With the DallasCowboys.com All-Stars. Back, the happy hour. We only have about five minutes left because we got to get out of here to make room for Dak and Zeke. So real quick before we get out of here, Coaching change, obviously. Uh, this week, Paul Alexander out, Mark Colombo in with a, I guess, special advisor is what they're calling it, Hudson Houck, that actually coached Nate back in the day. Um, Hudson Houck! How do you guys? What's up, <laughs> Hudson Houck? That scared me. How do you guys feel about the, the coaching change? Good move, bad move, timing? Just any of your thoughts on that? I was Timing surprised me a little bit. I don't, I don't know if we were expecting it, but I'm glad they did it. I think, I mean, Alexander had the quote recently that yeah. said uh, some guys had changed, some guys were working on it, some guys weren't, weren't changing. Yeah. So led me to believe that the players just weren't buying in. And at that point. And, and I'm not sure that they ever bought in, right. which is kind of weird, too. And, 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 that's, and that's scary, uh, you know, but to, to think. I mean, he, had, he has a lot of experience, but it just didn't ever seem like a, a good fit. They're asking these guys to do things uh, that, you know, that, that they weren't used to. Um, but I, I think, you know, Mark Colombo has been here. He's a guy that, that, that will probably have a – he has to have a few changes or they wouldn't, you know, make this move. But he was one of the, the, the grittiest players that have ever, you know, played offensive line, uh, just, just was a, a warrior. And I think that he'll, he'll get the most out of these guys. I, I hope so at least. And I'm Hudson, sure Hudson, no. Hudson can help well, as is well. That a, is that a concern at all? Because they, they had an old technique last year. He brought in a new guy that had his technique which obviously didn't work. Now you've got another new guy. Is he going to have new technique? That you, I mean, is it Well, the, the good thing here is that, that Mark was on this right. staff for the right. last so th- few it'll years. It'll just revert back to what it was. I, I would hope so. I, I hope so. I, I, just, I don't know. I, I, think it'll be, I think it'll be a positive development, but, again, going back to what I said earlier. I've never played line. Neither of you. No, neither. Yeah. What about but, the guy that has? What do you, how do you feel about this, Nate? Hey, hey, I agree with everything y'all saying. What, what Colombo is going to bring is that toughness. 
our, our offensive line, the games that we have lost have been virtually dominated. We have lost our physicalness. And this is what Hudson Hawk, he, he puts a premium on being physically, mental, mentally, physically, mentally tough and physically uh, dominating. He has those type, we have those type of players. That's what Mark Colombo is. He wasn't a great athlete, but he was gritty. He was tough. He, he, he was a great technician. And that's what this offensive line is going to return back into. Nate, do you see, are we going to see a difference in, in this in this offensive line, and if we do, how long is it going to take for us to see a difference? You know, it's going to take muscle memory. Each guy has it in their own way. And punching is what they did for three years, punching. Everybody except the kid from Texas. Now, he, you know, it may take a minute to break him, but all three or all four of the other guys, they know this technique and they know this system. And what Hudson Hawker do is just give uh, – our new offensive line coach, some guidelines to go by some things that he can base this thing on. We're going to be all right. I right. just, I, I mean, I just want to know if it was so obvious, why'd they do it in the first place? Like if, if it's me and you both, if the answer is so obvious, why'd <laughs> they make the hire? The, the thing that place, I'm interested in seeing is something you've heard time and time again, especially after road games. Offensive line, receivers, running back, they've all said it. we got to get better at communication. I wonder if that communication had to do with offensive line and if this is going to make a difference there. I think I really do think they'll be better. I just, again, it's, it's weird that it even had to get to this point. We're, we're gonna find, I think it'll be better. We're going to find out. I mean, we know that missing Travis Frederick was, was a lot, but mm -hmm. we're going to find out even more. But, he, uh, I mean, but ha I mean, quietly, Joe Looney is a bright spot for this team, in my he opinion. Has. He, he has played – you know, I had no disrespect to the guy. He's played a lot better than I thought he would. Got, got yeah. about a minute left. Run more of what we've seen in this season in the second half, or do you think this team is going to be a little bit better in the second half than the first? I think it'll be slightly better. Uh, the problem is, you know, you've already dug yourself a little bit of a hole. You're three and four. You're two games back in the division. Is that good enough? But you're saying know. there's a chance. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Look Kurt, at this division. Kurt. Better, definitely. I'm excited. I, I like what uh, Cooper can do, or hopefully do. Yep. And I think, yeah, they're going to get better. Nick? Sounds good. Just win on a different area code. You yes. got to win on the road. <laughs> win on the road. Nate, yeah. more of the same or bright yeah, future? I'm, I'm rolling with my guys, man. All-star cast. I'm rolling with them. All right, let's that. go. Hey, I'll Nate, appreciate you working the crowd, man. Hey, thanks hey, for Dak, getting out there. Zeke, next, baby. Come on. Stay give him a big hand. Dave, thanks for hanging out. Kurt, Yo. Nick, stay tuned for Dak and Zeke. This has been Happy Hour.